Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. Jesus came to save us from stress. You were not meant to be stressed out by everything and everybody. And why are you stressed out by everything and everybody? Because you're lost between your own two ears. And memories of what people said or what they did, what happened, keep coming back and stressing you over and over and over again in your mind. Your mind is stressing you to death. Christ came to save us. He wants to save you from all of the negativity, including your worries, your doubts, and your fears. And thereby, you will be the master of stress. Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is Discovering the Good Life. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Hello, everyone. Welcome. My name is Roland, and the program is called Shedding Shackles. I would like today to talk about stress, because most people are very stressed out. And the evidence is quite obvious. Why should people be so stressed out? The question bears uh, being answered because it's a good question. And of course, I have to say, why are Christians so stressed out? Well, let's take a look at some of the causes of stress. See, for human beings, the stress is not um, so much weather or being chased by a tiger in the jungle. For humans, the stress is what? It's other people. Now, why should other people be a stress to us? Well, it's because we have opened the door to stress. We have opened the door. Christ came to save us from stress. He came to save us from the results of stress. And he came to save us from sin. And it is sin that results in our being unnaturally stressed. So, yeah, there are natural stresses, but most of the problems that we have are a result of unnatural stresses. Christ came to show us how to be in the world, but not of the world, and how to be with people. So that, as one person said, with other people, you can be like flowers growing toward the sun, instead of being where we prey upon other people. We feed upon other people, and they feed upon us. And so how does it come to pass that people stress us out? Well, like I said, it's because we open the door to stress. And how do we open the door to stress? By resenting other people. See, Christ told us, he told us to forgive other people. He said, what did he say? He said, if somebody does something to you, then forgive them. And if they do it to you a hundred times, forgive them a hundred times, and a thousand times, forgive them a thousand times. So what does that mean? It means to not resent them in the first place. Don't be angry with them in the first place. Don't be irritated by them in the first place. See? And then 
you won't be stressed by them. So let's talk about that one more time. Somebody does something, you see it, but you don't resent them. They do something, you see it, but you don't resent them. Do you understand? It's kind of like, and you say, well, that's so difficult to do. It is not. It just calls for a little change of attitude. I want you to, for example, consider the fact that at work, when you're at work and you're doing your job, whatever it is, you're an electrician or a landscaper or you're an accountant or you're an attorney or you're a doctor or you're a clerk, Whatever it is you you do, when there's a problem, do you become angered by it and irritated by it? Probably not. It's just part of work. And here comes a client. Here comes a customer. They have an issue. What do you do? You listen, and then you help them solve the issue. You don't become resentful toward them or angry. Well, sometimes you do, but you know you shouldn't. And most of the time, you don't. It's all part of the day's work. That's what you get paid for. And you actually enjoy solving their their problems and helping them, don't you? Well, you should have the same attitude toward everyone, including and especially members of your own family, your partner, your children. Wouldn't it be nice if when they came with a problem, you looked forward to helping them solve the problem? Wouldn't that be much better than being irritated by them, angered, exasperated, made nervous, made resentful? So do you see how you open the door? So what is this ego weakness that we, what is this flaw that we have in our character that causes us to become that way? We know we're not supposed to be that way. You know when you were a child, and you had your mom or your dad or an uncle or an aunt or someone. You wanted them to be patient with you, and it hurt you when they were angry at you or when they were impatient with you, when they didn't have time for you, when they shut you up and didn't want to hear what you what you wanted to ask them. It was it hurt. Well, now you're the same way as they are. You're just the same with people. Yeah, you cover it up. When you're with your boss, of course, you smile, you act nice. But when there's somebody that's a little bit smaller than you or weaker than you, then that ugly impatience comes out, doesn't it? We find your zest for discovery and adventure. Keep listening to Shedding Shackles. Available on iTunes and on SoundCloud. So how did it get inside? It got inside because you opened the door to it. See that? That nature. And what is it? It's pride. That's what it is. Now, you were born susceptible to being impinged upon by the outside. You were born susceptible That's the nature you inherit from your parents and all the way back to Adam and Eve. But what you need to do is to understand this nature, not condemn it, but understand it. And you have to see that you have a weakness, a flaw, where there's a part of you that wants to be right and doesn't want to be wrong, that wants to always be right 
and not admit that it's wrong. And that part of you is very quick to puff up in judgment, to puff up in anger, to become impatient. Do you see? So this part of you, it's ugly. And you have to see it and realize that whatever it is, it needs to be not fed. It needs to be not fed. And how do you feed it? How do you feed that ugly side of you? Well, you feed it with all your little resentments, all your little angers, all your little irritations, all your judgments. See, they feed it. And it becomes a beast, doesn't it? It becomes a beast. The more you feed it, the more you get a little bit irritated, a little bit angry, a little bit resentful. It grows and grows and grows. And then what do you do? Finally, you lash out at somebody like your children or your partner. You lash out at them. And it's that ugly thing that grows up inside. And it started when you were a little child and you became angry at people and you re resented them and you hated them. Maybe your parents, they did the best they could, but they failed you in some way. And they tempted you to resent them. And when you did, when you did, the door opened. The door opened to that in them. See? So how did you open the door to that in them? You opened the door by resenting that in them. But you weren't sophisticated enough when you were a little child to, to understand that there was something in them that was driving them and tormenting them, and it wasn't really them, and it came from people that they had hated. You weren't sophisticated enough to see that there was something, as Paul said, that made a home in them. All you did was you saw them, and you hated them, and blamed them, and judged them. Do you see? Now do you see Christ said, judge not, he said, don't resent other people. In other words, forgive. Let it go. Don't resent. If somebody does you wrong, it's okay to see that they did you wrong. It's okay to see it. But just don't hate them. Don't resent them. But when you resented the person, see, that's a forbidden act. It's a forbidden act to resent and hate another person. So when you did, you opened the door and that nature that was in them was then able to imprint you. And then it in you now is what it is that rants and raves and screams at your children. It's it in you that's a glutton for punishment so that you can resent and hate and judge other people. Do you understand? So what do you want to do? Well, first of all, you have to see it and realize that it's not the way you really want to be. You don't want to be that way. But you don't seem to be able to control yourself. Well, you've always struggled with it, but struggling with it doesn't help. So now what you need is to become still. God said, be still and know that I am God, he said. So be still and wait upon God to show you things to show you your own impatience and your wrong and your resentment. You may not even see them right now because you don't want to see them. See, well, you have to want to know the truth. And you will only want to know the truth when suffering has driven you to the point where you have to cry out and say, God, help me. I can't help myself. 
I don't want to be this way. I am this way and I don't want to be this way. I don't want to rant and rave and scream at my children. I don't want to be cruel to them the way people were cruel to me. And then God answers you and he wants you to be still and be quiet and wait for him to show you your mistake. And then you'll also see that he forgives you. He doesn't hate you. He just wants you to see your error so that you can be sorry about it, truly sorry. So you can't be sorry when you're just thinking about it. You can't be sorry when you're studying about it. Or you can't be sorry when you're also busy doing this and doing that and doing this and that. You have to be still. And when you become aware of your own wrong in some very special moment, see, it's a magic moment. I talked about opening the door to the wrong in other people when we hate them and judge them and resent them and are angry at them and have a grudge against them. We open the door to the wrong in them. But in a very special magic moment, when, for example, you see your own wrong, you see your own impatience or your own phoniness, you see it. And that's a magic moment. If you just see it, don't try to do anything about it. Don't try to run from seeing it. Don't try to deny it. Don't try to fix yourself. Don't try to excuse yourself. Don't try to rationalize. Just see it. And the door opens to Jesus and to God. And they allow you to see your mistake. And then you also see that they forgive you. And you also see that if you leave the door open to your Creator and to Jesus by not presenting, see, it's so simple. How do you close the door to the bad things on the outside and open the door to God? Remember that beautiful picture there used to be of Jesus knocking on the door? Do you remember that? It was so beautiful. All you have to do is not resent other people. Just do what he asked you to do. Jesus said, do you love me? And he said, if you do, and if you believe me, then just do what I ask you to do. Why don't you do what I ask you to do if you, if you love me and you believe me? And what does he ask us to do? He asks us to not resent other people, not hate them, not be angry with them, to forgive, in other words, let it go, make it unimportant, overlook little things, learn to overlook. Because when you don't overlook and you use somebody else's little mistake, when you use that to puff up in judgment of them, then you feed that monster inside. You feed that tiger inside, that beast. You feed it. And when you feed it, it gets stronger. So now go through life and when something happens, somebody says something, just let it pass. Don't indulge the resentment. Don't feel the resentment. Don't feel the judgment. See what I mean? Just let it pass. And you will learn how to do that. And God will help you. And he begins helping you by showing you that all you have to do is, is be still and know that he is God. And, and watch. Learn to go through life like an observer watching like when you were a little child, you, you saw many things 
The world was such an interesting place, and you watched them, and you saw people, and you listened, but you had your own little world. You just watched and observed. You must become that way again. Jesus said, unless you become as a little child, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. So, to enter the kingdom of God, you must become like a little child again. So, let go of your anger. Let go of your judgment. That's what's making you... See, when you judge, look at it this way. When you judge someone, your husband or somebody, a little secret judgment, what does it do? It puffs you up in pride. And when it puffs you up in pride, then what? Then things rise to support that pride. Anger rises to support it. Hardness of heart rises to support it. Meanness rises to support it. See? And then when you become aware that you are mean or angry or something, and you don't want to see it, then you rush to other people to distract you, to divert you, to entertain you, to tell you that you're wonderful, to tell you that you're a nice person, and to lie to you. You see what I mean? So you got to nip all that in the bud, and it begins by just quietly seeing it. It's an inside thing. You don't have to go out in the world and tell people. Just go about your business, and when you see a little resentment rising, let it pass. When you see anger rising, let it pass. It's a little thing, but it's very, very beautiful and very powerful because it opens the door to your Creator and it closes the door on the darkness out in the world. And then you'll be a better mom, better dad, better partner. And your kids will love you and your partner will respect you. And life will begin to improve by letting God into your life instead of resenting and hating other people and thereby letting stress into your life and letting darkness into your life. So, I want to encourage you to, uh, to visit the website. I have a nice website with some helpful materials there that can help you learn how to be still and to get back in touch with your Creator. That's what's missing in your life. Yeah, you know about him. You've heard about him. And you read about him. But you need to experience him in your life so that he can change you. See, you've, you've changed. And the change has been negative because you responded and reacted to things on the outside that teased and tempted you. And they became stresses. Now you must learn to be in the world, but not of the world. To be with people without resenting them, without hating them, without using them. You see what I mean? And thereby, love can come through you. Not your own love, but love from your Creator. And other people will sense it as patience. This is Jeremiah Trujillo, the producer of Shedding Shackles. I'm also a pianist and began playing the piano at age five and a half. I was homeschooled and accompanied a homeschool children's choir when I was still a young age and am fortunate to have a career in music, performing as a pianist and teaching piano. I played all of the music that you hear on Shedding Shackles. I firmly believe that music is good for the mind and can enhance your Christian walk as well.
Johnny Wooden. Do you remember Johnny Wooden? Johnny Wooden was the coach of the UCLA basketball team. He won 10 national NCAA championships, including seven in a row. Johnny Wooden said that a coach, a good coach, is someone who can correct you without making you resentful. Isn't that beautiful? Well, why don't you let your conscience, which is your closest link to God, it's from God, your conscience. And when he makes you aware that you're being impatient or you're being mean or you're being phony or you're being hateful or you're being selfish, when you become aware of that, just be aware of it. Don't try to do anything. Don't try to run from it. And God is rubbing your nose a little bit in your wrong, but he does it in a way that you don't become resentful. You see it, and it's a sad glad. You're sad to see you're wrong, but you're glad to see it. Well, that's God's gentle correction. And then you know what? Not only do you then realize, and this is so beautiful, that he forgives you, but he also changes you because now he's taking you into his kingdom. Now he is responsible for changing you. He takes the burden of your sin upon himself, or Christ takes it upon himself, and they change you. It's the most wonderful thing, and it's magic. Find the magic. Find the kingdom. Find your creator and his son. And life will be sweet. And the birds will sing beautifully. And the sky will be blue. And then you can be a better parent, a better mom, a better dad, a better partner, a better neighbor. And you will make wonderful discoveries. And life will become a journey a journey of adventure and a joy unspeakable. May it be so for you. May it be so for you. Hey, Pastor Roland. Uh, my name is Nate from Huntsville, Texas, and my question is, how can I... Have, like, how can I leave my problems to God and not have to worry so much? Thank you. That's a beautiful question, Nate. How can we raise our problems to God and not have to worry so much? Well, you have to find a place where you are not lost in thoughts. Not lost in worry, not lost in emotions. And when you're not lost in thoughts, when you're not lost in worries, when you're not lost in emotions, then you are in the place where you can raise your problems to God and not worry. And you have to try to stay in that place. And that's what I've been talking about on the radio now for over 30 years. You have to get out of emotions. You have to see and 
disabuse yourself of the idea, of the notion that emotions are good and you have a right to be angry and a right to be upset and a right to have your feelings hurt and a right to be bitter and a right to, to hate other people and a right to resent other people. See, thoughts lead to emotions and emotions lead to thoughts. One leads to the other and the other leads to the other. And it's an endless loop down there. And it says in the Bible something very interesting. It says that the carnal-minded man cannot understand the things of God. And it also said that God wants, remember Christ said, that God wants worshipers who worship in the Spirit, in truth, in truth, and in the Spirit. Well, you have to get out of emotions and out of the endless loop of thought and rise to the place where you can stand back from your thoughts and emotions, and there you are very, very, very close, very, very, very close to the kingdom of God. See, how did the serpent in the beginning, and it's still now the way it was then, how does temptation get to us through our mind? Yeah, we see something or we hear something, but then there are thoughts in your mind and urges, and the thoughts incite little emotions, and the emotions drive you, and the thoughts drive you toward it, toward that temptation. But I want you to see that doubts themselves are temptations, that being lost in your thinking and thinking you can find an answer down there is a wrong idea. That's a false idea. See, that itself is, is a deception. You will find answers from God when you get out of your emotions and out of your thoughts and stand back and watch. Learn to watch things and people and not react emotionally for or against them or for or against events. Just watch and let your inquiry be silently made to God. See, when, when is it that you worry when you're lost in your thoughts? So if you get out of your thoughts and you're out of your worries, and why do you worry? Because you doubt. And why do you doubt? Because you're lost in your thoughts and emotions. So what I recommend to you is that you keep listening to this program and learn some of the hints. Go to my website, SheddingShackles.com, SheddingShackles.net, or SheddingShackles.us, and check out the resources that I have, all of them designed to help you find a place where you can be closer to God. And then it'll be easier to pray, easier to have faith, easier to not doubt, easier to have love for other people in that place. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is sheddingshackles.com. 
Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo.